Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. This week's episode, Peter Moylan and Maddie Mass, I'm Kelsey Winger, is brought to you by Win Reality. Now, Mm. Peter, super cool. So Mm. you know how much I love SEC baseball. I talked about how much I love my Tigers. Vanderbilt, which obviously is one of the best college programs ever. Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi State. And then Texas and TCU moving conferences. Just a few of the colleges that use WinReality. Okay, so WinReality provides baseball and softball players with virtual reality training so they can see unlimited game speed pitches anytime they want, anywhere that they want. And the best part is their application is designed to help youth all the way to professionals. So any age can use it. There's over 300 pitchers to choose from within the application, eight unique training modes, and hitters who experience this new standard of, of training can pick up you know, a level of confidence they haven't before because they're able to see pitches and train and in ways that we obviously haven't been able to. It's cheating, basically. It's cheating. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, and do they use stuff like this in the big leagues? I don't know if it's in any clubhouses just yet. I do know that there's a lot of players that do are very interested in it because, mm-hmm. you know, the how far analytics has gone on the pitching side, this is a chance for them, the hitters, to get a little bit of an advantage. Uh, you imagine being able to see the at-bat that you're going to get off a hitter virtu- virtually yeah. before you go up to taking it back. Like I yeah. can see the future being baseball players lining up in the tunnel with a virtual reality goggles on, seeing exactly how this guy's going to look when you get up there. So you're basically having it at bat before you're having it back. Yeah. If I can't imagine how much this would help high schoolers or how much this would help college guys too. Um, I mean, cause you just think about, you know, when a guy's standing in the box, I mean, I'm not in the box on deck and he's, you know, watching the pitcher and and pretending like he is in the box. And this is even better than that because it's right in front of you. Um, right in front of you. So coolest thing is when reality, they're hooking it up for our listeners who want to train like the elite without spending the elite money. Mm. Because listen, COVID and this economy, we can't be spending elite money. So you can turn your basement or bedroom into a batter's box. If you head to winreality.com and you use the code farm to train free for your first month. This isn't a day, this isn't a week, a whole month. Mm. So make the season one to remember with win reality. You can head to winreality.com using the code farm. First month free, start seeing pitches today. I think that's actually really cool. I hear them talk about it on Talking Baseball. Yeah. And they think that it's really cool too. Um, yeah, I probably would have, I probably, I'm not going to guarantee it, but had this been around 15 years ago, I'd probably be the starting shortstop for the Atlanta Braves as we speak right now. I mean, I, I really like what, literally, what do you have to lose if you get a free month, especially for those younger kids who don't really have access to stuff like that. So pick the pitcher you want to hit off and just go for it. There's a bunch of pitches you can choose from in the, in the software. And it just, I, I just, I can't, I, as an older man, Man. Wrapping my head around this technology is is enjoyable. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it is. It's the next thing that's coming, and they're they're leading the way. Yeah. So that's sick. Use the code Farm. So thank you so much for winning um, reality. But 
Yes, welcome into another week of Farm to Fame, week eight of our full-length episodes. Who is the bat today, Peter Moylan? Today's bat is brought to you by Ryan Zimmerman. Okay. My arch nemesis. What's your name? It's going to be a bit of an Orioles pod, so I thought I'd go that general area of the country. It says, one of my least favorite guys mm. to face in the game, except for that day in 2008 when he took me deep, opening day, mm. opening night, Washington, D.C. Park. Throw that proverbial stuff overhand. I get that a lot. I do get that a lot. Apparently, it's from a lot of right-handed hitters that don't want me throwing from the arm angle that I used to throw from. So well, hey, God get over it. Do, you know? Sorry. I, I don't have my career. I can't change it now. Yeah. I started to kind of sound like you a little bit there. I know. Bit proud of Texas. you. I don't proud have of you my... and uh, proud of Brian Zimmerman for loving you the way that he does. Very special. Um, so... Yeah. Is everybody good? First of all, Peter is in a crazy stretch right now. So claps crazy for stretch. Peter for crazy making stretch. this work today. Homie's about to drive to Charlotte and yep. call some ACC games. He's yep. been working the Bravos games. Yep. Uh, for 14 stop. straight days of work. It's like you're back in the show. You know, I love my no weekend office. this weekend. Yeah. I love my weekend in Braceville. Three out of four mm, against the Braves Pirates. Country. I'm going to call it Braceville because okay. that's where I was. I was I was in the slums with the with the people, <laughs> but it was uh, it was a good weekend. Alumni weekend was awesome. We got to see a lot of the old guys. You know, it was cool. Yeah, but yeah, massive stretch. And look, I don't want people to think that I'm you know not appreciative of the fact that I'm working right now because I really am appreciative. You know, it's been a while since I was able to throw a baseball, so now that I get to talk about it and get paid for yeah. it, I'm very lucky. But I also went from zero to seven hundred miles per hour. Mm. When I came back from Australia and just sat around and kind of watched the greenery approach in Atlanta, and then all of a sudden, bang, I'm working every single day. Yeah. So it's been cooler. It's been great. And I'm a baseball guy, so I love it. Yeah. And not that I'm a sucker for punishment, but I get home from the baseball games and I put on the baseball games and watch yeah. more baseball. So it's, it's, it's my own man. fault. It's just everywhere. It's minor leagues, it's big leagues, it's college, it's, and I'm not complaining. I you know what it. I call that? Well-rounded. You're a well-rounded well-rounded. baseball human. You're covering it from all angles. It wasn't Batty for the Farm to Fame pod. Sorry, just to just mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. leave me just yet. Yeah. Okay. If it wasn't for the Farm to Fame pod, I'd be less well-rounded. So I appreciate yeah. John Boy and Maddie Mass for inviting me in. And you, Kelsey, you started you this so whole much. thing. As Thank Jake so likes much. to you say, on the moving train. I jumped on a moving train. Uh now Maddie Mass. What are the balloons behind you? Hold on before you speak. Oh, everybody think of this as if he's in a helicopter and giving you a traffic report. Ready, go. <laughs> um, the balloons behind me are one mil because John Boy recently hit a million Ooh. subscribers. Pff, weird flex. When we were we all here for about the last 20,000 of those. So yeah. there we go. Take too much credit. Oh, we, but, yeah, um, we take all the credit. We brought the farmers. The farmers yeah. are the true workers who get it done. Yeah, the farmers pushed them over a million. We'll take the full credit. Very nice. By the time this episode comes out on Wednesday, we're recording this on Monday. Like the unwritten rules, ho- whole Tony LaRusso, Yermi Mercedes thing. I understand it's probably old news at that point but man that story took over baseball the big brewers trade took over baseball uh and that our opener segment is going to be the trade but before we get to the trade peter do you want to make any comments on unwritten rule situation i think it's been done i think i've voiced my opinion i've you know i've had a lot of conversations this week with 
a lot of baseball names that I respect and not just from the younger generation, older generations. And, you know, I've had words and we've had words and it's been interesting and it's interesting to see people's points of views. Yeah. Um, I guess the main thing that my generation is worried about is that had he seen the take sign and just ignored it and went against his manager's wishes, then there's an issue there. Right. Okay. But if it was innocent and he just took a glimpse down, like the John Boy breakdown said, and he wasn't, didn't see the sign. And, you know, I think it's a free for all. I think it just all bets are off. Once you've got that guy flinging the baseball in, in a major league baseball game at 47 miles an hour, you know, like people have paid their money to come out and be entertained. Walking a position player, walking a position player is not entertainment. That's boring. It's boring yeah. enough when you've got a guy throwing a hundred who walks a guy, if you've got a guy throwing 47, that can't throw strikes. It's boring for the people that have paid their money to come in and watch a home run in the three-year count might be exciting. I know it was a, a, it was a White Sox home run in the Twins Park, but it's still a home run. It's still exciting. And for someone that's spent the time that he has spent to try and get to where he is in this game, to try and put restrictions yeah. on, on, on a guy that's just trying to be out there. And again, I, 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 if, if the sign was given and it was ignored, then the issue is mute. Mm -hmm. but if he didn't see it, then I just think we're blowing this out of proportion for no reason. Just wanted to give you the platform to voice your opinion. You know, my opinion is irrelevant, but that um, <laughs> I would want the numbers. So if you're yeah. going to put a position player in there and I can get a home run yeah. and feed my family and get better negotiations for whatever contract's coming up, I'm going to do it. Um, but that's going to be old news by Wednesday. It was uh, a bit of, it was a bit of a, like it, the thing that got me the most was the way it was handled in the media. Oh my gosh. It was so like the, Tony LaRusso said something and then your right. Mercedes said something and then Tim Lance Anderson said something said on social something. media and then Tony LaRusso said something again. And then and I was just right. like, this seems yeah. a little petty. Someone's going to get a hold of that, that clubhouse and just say, look, Call him into your office and voice it there. Don't voice it in front of the yeah. members. Like you don't even need to face the media anymore. You do it all on Zoom calls. Do what Joe Girardi yeah. did and just sort of say, "Look, I'm 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 not going to touch it." And it's an in-house issue. But for him to voice it and voice it so badly in the media, there will be just, consequences within the family. Right? Like, come on, dude. You're not the you're not the freaking mafia. Let's calm down yeah. a little bit. And it sucks because the White Sox are having an incredible season, yeah. even with all of the injuries that they've had, and. Tony LaRusso obviously is, is managing that ball club. So he was having such a good season and it just seems like it's been like tainted now because the whole world is essentially against him now for how he handled that situation. And it just kind of yeah. sucks. Cause it takes away from what that, what that team and, and TLR has accomplished this year, in my opinion, a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, let's not forget he wore his hat backwards in spring training. So he's one of the cool kids. Okay. Got it. Swag, swag King, Tony LaRusso. <laughs> Sorry, Jazz. Rays, Brewers, trade. Very surprising. Right. We talked about this early on. The minute you heard this, you sent this to me and I was like, okay, Wanda, here we go. Mm -hmm. Right? False. Did False. everybody think that? I totally thought that. Um, okay. So the, the breakdown of the trade, for those of you who are living under a rock, Milwaukee receives Willie Adamas and Trevor Richards. Tampa Bay receives J.P. Fire Eisen and Drew Rasmussen. 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 Uh, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you have heard us talk about JP Fire Ice and he has been freaking incredible this season. Willie Adamas is obviously considered to be one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. He had a good season last year. 
for the Rays, taking them to the World Series this year at the plate. He's below the he was below the Mendoza line prior to the trade, 197. And he was like really high up there in the league with strikeouts. He had 51 Ks. Um, and something that you might not hear about is I read an article the way that that he was playing. If he continued to play that way, he could have been diminishing some of his trade value. Mm. And a trade was inevitable when you have Wander Franco coming up, you have That's Wells, who we're going to talk about, you have Vidal Brujan. So there are guy guys coming up. Mm. So Willie Adamas to the Brewers. Uh, sorry to uh, Luis Urias. 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 Why can I never say that last name? Urias. Urias. Can't he had a tough he had a tough week with the glove yeah just or tough start to the season really yeah it says he had nine errors and 38 games the ironic part of this also is that milwaukee had just traded orlando arcia where's he sitting right now the braves in triple a and he's leading minor league baseball and home runs so Arcia was the shortstop for the Brewers from 17 to 20. So that's kind of a mess, but now they have Willie Adamas and, and the two games Adamas has played for the Brewers. He has two hits, two RBI, two walks. So good for him. Mm. Turn it around. Trevor Richards, do you have might, something? It might be a change of scenery story, like one of those. For all of them, mm. besides JP. What's interesting for me is when guys go from and I just thought of this, uh, but Adamas has played on turf 82 games a year, mm. 81 games a year. Now he's now he's not playing on turf. So I'd be interested to see how that, or if that affects his defensive numbers and metrics and, and all the rest of it. But, yeah. Sorry, carry on. I mean, I just remember even when the Braves would go to, to Toronto or somewhere with turf, the amount of time yeah. that they had to spend infield and outfield. Uh, yeah. And it working. crushes you. Like I'm, I know I just stood out for BP in my spikes, but it, like Vernon Wells is a guy that comes to mind that played a lot of center field in, in Toronto. And he talks about how, how it just affected his hips and knees and ankles. And cause it's just, mm -hmm. you're running on basically concrete with a little bit of padding on top. I'll never understand how guys, even on a regular field, just dive and just your body just <laughs> jump and then you crash onto the field. So I can't, I've never been able to accept that. I will never do that. You don't accept um, a lot of things that involve maybe a little bit of pain. We've we've established that on this pod. No pain tolerance. I say I have the pain. I grew up in Texas, so I say I have the pain tolerance of a slug when you sprinkle salt on it. Um, for our audience who has never done that, they shrivel up and die immediately. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> you, have you never sprinkled salt on a slug? I'm saying not me, Peter. I'm saying Peter, the animal activist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah sorry to you anyway trevor richards uh who was another piece who went to milwaukee two shutout innings in his brewers debut on saturday hmm. uh he lowered his era to 386 on the season he can start come out of the bullpen and he has a minor league option remaining so that's good for milwaukee and then you kind of alluded to this but we thought we were on wander franco watch we maybe vidal brujan watch we were on neither but I think we're one step closer to seeing them, obviously. The Rays instead opted to call out Taylor Walls to take over at shortstop. 24-year-old from Florida State. Joey Wendell will probably also see some time at shortstop, but Wells, Walls will probably be there most of the time. Um, and he went 
two for four with two doubles on Saturday and uh, one for four with a run on Sunday. So AAA this year, he's hitting 327, 10 RBI. Matty Mass, Peter, I'm sure you saw the video he tweeted out right when Taylor Walls was traded over there with all of his numbers this season. Really good defensively. People who were saying that he's potentially even a better shortstop than Adamas. And he has an additional year and played at higher levels um, than Wander Franco. So I'm saying Wander Franco, is that the question, Mark? Is his defense? Is that why maybe Walls got called up first? Because he's not quite ready defensively? Taylor Walls has better numbers offensive. I think Wander Franco's hitting 281 and Taylor was hitting 330. Whoa, 327. Franco is a good shortstop. Okay. So, but he's just, you know, you don't really hear much about Taylor Walls because Franco's there. That's my point. In baseball. That's, uh, but I'm never going to question. Ever, 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 ever going to question what the Rays do in the front office. They're, they're, they're leading the world in whatever they do. So, they obviously know more than I do. Um, I would, Peter, give yourself more credit than that. I'm not going to. Um, you're cultured. You're international. Cultured. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that. They might know more about analytics, but you're learning. You're really trying. Um, I'm really trying. So anyway, a guy that we're excited about in this trade is J.P. Fire Ison, who we've talked about a ton this season. Mm-hmm. Took him, what, 17 appearances to give up his first earned run of the season. I mean, he was ridiculous, ridiculous for Milwaukee. I am bummed because Peter, you pointed out in one of our episodes that he's from Wisconsin um, Mm -hmm. and how great that is to play for your home team. Yes. Fantastic. And he's done that. And everybody's from his hometown has got to see him, but it's also a fact that if you're in your home team, you get hit up for tickets every single, single Mm, day. Yeah. And you pay for tickets. Like I don't think a lot of people understand that, we don't get tickets for free as Major League Baseball players. We get an allocation of tickets that we have access to, but if we access them, we have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So he Full would be price? getting he would uh, less than uh, I look. It's a long. I don't actually fully understand how it all works, but it's something to do with taxes and yeah, goes okay. onto your taxable income. The value, the full retail value of the ticket goes onto your taxable income, and then so it's like it's it's Dang. weird. It used to be. Before I started, see, all the cool things went away before I started. They started drug testing in 2004. I started in 2006. (laughs) And they started charging for tickets in 2006. And I started my career in 2006. So before 2006, guys would be like, yeah, man, I'll give you a car if you give me a ticket every game. And we didn't pay for them. So guys would be driving around in these sweet cars. Yeah. And just getting it. So so the government was like, oh, hold on. I'm going to get our piece. And so, yeah, everything was, was awesome. I mean, I still had a pretty cool time while I was playing but yeah all those things that we're able to take advantage of I missed out on yeah well uh so yeah JP Fires and not in his hometown anymore made his debut on Saturday scoreless inning duh shocker um (laughs) and then he got his first career save on Sunday for the Rays with another scoreless inning now we talked so much about how well he had been doing. He had like one bad start in May. It was like a third of an inning, gave up four runs and super inflated his ERA to 326. Prior to that, he had a zero ERA, like we're saying, through his first 17 games. Um, hashtag re- reliever, reliever numbers. Hashtag. Yeah, sucks, man. Um, but he's back down below three now. He's at 295. Um, and he's only going to get better in that, in that system. If 
if there's one thing we know about the Rays, it's they can turn anybody, make anybody better. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. They're yeah. going to make you better. Yeah. Um, and then Rasmussen um, is in AAA. So we won't talk about him. But been, he was good in May. Great the job, other, Thank you so good much. On. I really, I wish y'all could see the amount of notes I have on that trade um, that I did not talk about. So we'll keep going. Uh, I just, you got to get on the road, you know, and I want you to talk about, you know, cause man, oh, did yeah. that injury yeah. blow. That was really sad. And I'll touch on that real quick before we get into my special little guy, my special okay. guy, kind of mm. weird. That's fine. It's sounds weird. like I'm talking about my pet. Oh, that's my special little guy. Yeah. Here he is. Hello. Hello. <laughs> is he in there? Uh, no, he's oh. not. I'm imagining it. Um... <laughs> Oh, Inoa. Uh, yeah. Frustrating start in Milwaukee made even more frustrating. Not only is the best starting pitcher for the Braves at the moment, he's also been raking two home runs in mm-hmm. two starts, but got a little frustrated with his with his outing in Milwaukee and punched the bench with his pitching hand and broke his fingers. So he's going to be out for probably eight weeks before he can even start playing catch, which is a real mess, but he'll learn from this and it won't happen again. And I'm just here to, for all those young guys that listen to this, I'm just here to tell you that the bench is a 150 and 0 against wrists and hands, okay? <laughs> you will not beat the bench. Doesn't matter what, how hard you think you are, the bench is harder. What bums me out the most about it is like, obviously he broke his hand, but I can't imagine like the mental battle he's having with himself right now, right. just knowing right. that he was having such a career year right and this was a year where he had a massive spotlight on him because of the holes in the braves location i mean situation and just what that does to you mentally knowing that it was completely your fault and completely preventable you know so like i just sympathize for the the mental aspects that he has to battle daily now um There is that. There's also, you know, the fact that the Braves were relying on him as basically the Braves' best starter. So you lose your number one starter. But having said that, we've seen Tucker Davidson and Bryce Wilson come up and do more than serviceable job in his spot. Yeah. Um, so it's an opportunity for those guys. And I say this all the time, from injuries comes opportunity. And, you know, I wouldn't have got my start in the big leagues if someone hadn't got hurt in the first place. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a chance for them to, to prove themselves. We've been talking about Bryce Wilson for, for a long, long time. Um, he had he did what he did in the playoffs last year, which was sort of his coming out party. Mm-hmm. And then he's been able to back it up with the last couple of starts that he's had for the Braves. So, yes, it was a it was a tough situation. He's going to obviously have to fight back and and maybe prove himself all over again a little bit. You know, it's this is not just a couple of weeks. This is a long time that you're going to yeah. be away. So... The adjustment period is going to be there, but yeah, he's he'll be back. And shout out to you for Waska. He's faced the media. He owned up to it. And did he? I didn't be... see the. I didn't see his like press conference or anything. Well, he's through other people. He's been talking about the fact. Snit's comments was, "It's not the first time. It won't be the last time." You could see that there was some frustration on on his face, but at the same time, he's he's like, "Look, what are you going to do? There's no point jumping and, and piling on the kid." Yeah, he's done it. It's done. Move on. So yeah, I like that attitude as well. Well, bummer for him. Um, bummer for him. Seriously, but he'll be back. Yeah, the other kind of like hybrid opener segment, rookie of the year starting segment, Adolis Garcia. Holy smokes! 
Peter Moylan. Our group text during the week was, is he the best hitter in the That's world? That's what I was about to ask you. Yeah. What, I mean... He's got some competition at the moment. There's, there's a few guys that are in fuego, but as far as his week is concerned, and we've touched on him a few times, so I, I'm going to dive in a little bit. Just to give you a quick note, he's 28 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a non-roster invitee. I didn't know this. He was actually DFA'd for <laughs> Fulty when they signed Fulty. So he was taken off the roster... Then he was called up on April 13th. So he got a slow start to the season. A slow start, a no start to the season. A no start to the season. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so you know what he's done leading up to this week, but I just want to talk about this week. Tuesday okay. he had a two-run RBI single, two okay. RBI single with the bases loaded. Wednesday we had the clue bot no-no. So, you know, yeah. he was part of that. So I think he, he hit that. a home run on Monday as well to start your week. Sorry about it. Thursday, he got another knock. Friday, two RBI double in the fourth on a ball off the plate. Have you, have you, I don't know if you've seen any video. It's not like he's just hitting mistakes. He's, he's going out and getting balls. So two RBI double in the fourth, and then he hit a walk-off with a three-run homer in the 10th. Saturday, he gets two more knocks, including a home run, two more RBIs. And then Sunday, he walks him off again against the Astros, who were absolutely on fire. They ended up completing a suite of the Astros. This is a dude that was with St. Louis, never really got a chance was playing in a tournament for the Cuban national team, defected, ended up playing a season in Japan. It's picked up by the Cardinals, plays a couple of years in AAA in the Cardinals, gets calls up with the Cardinals. I think he hit 20-something home runs for the Cardinals in 2018. So he's yeah. he's the, the potential's been there. He just never really got a chance. Now, all of a sudden, even, even this year, had it not been for injuries, he would probably not have even been activated on the 13th. So, you know... These are the stories that we want you to know about. These are the stories that you wouldn't have heard about. And these are the stories that make baseball fun and cool because it's yeah. not like, oh, he was the second round pick for the Orioles and he went to double A and had success and then went to triple A and then had success. And then he's in the big leagues and his career's just done this the whole way, like fantastic. No, he's had to fight for what he's got right now. And, he's, and this is what I don't get the whole angry man yelling at clouds party that they don't like the enjoyment that, the game is showing right now. Yeah. I get that there's some inconsistencies with the level of play and there's, you know, all that sort of stuff, but you can't help but look at a guy like Adolis and go, this game's pretty fun. Yeah. This game is fun. John Boy. John Boy uh, Media, baseball's fun. A few of the numbers that I want to hit on with him. Hit me. He leads the AL with 14 home runs. Again, yeah. we mentioned this last week. I just want to keep reminding you guys what Peter said. He didn't come up until April 13th. That's two weeks into the season, guys. And he's leading the AL in home runs, tied with Shohei Otani, second behind Acuna in all of baseball. He has the best war among all MLB rookies, again, coming up on April 13th. His 38 RBI, third best in baseball. He ranks in the seventh percentile on chase rate and is in the 95th percentile in average exit velocity. So... The season that he's putting together is incredible to watch. And I just, in my mind, like I have a big billboard that just like says April 13th, that he's getting all of this done uh, Mm. with two weeks less than everybody else. So it's been really cool to see him. And, you know, the Rangers have had such a weird season and they're in this beautiful new ballpark. And if you've seen the videos of his walk-off hits, his walk, he has what three go ahead home runs and extra innings, but those are on the road. But when you see, they're filling up that beautiful ballpark and the Rangers are not great, you know, so 
they have something to be excited about right now. And it's yeah. Adolis Garcia. And he is likely the favorite for rookie of the year right now. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah. Okay. Now to our full rookie of the year watch to hit on a few mm. guys. Jazz Chisholm Jr. <clears throat> Thank you. You cannot do this pod without that. Come on. Burp. The only thing that needs to be said about Justice Jr. is if you haven't seen him in the City Connect jerseys that they wore oh this last my weekend. Oh, goodness. Um, he, that boy has so much uh, swagger. It's it's stupid. It's stupid, honestly. If you haven't got a chance to play, watch him play, let alone what he looks like just in a uniform standing on a car. With blue hair. With blue hair and red mm-hmm. jerseys on. Mm-hmm. Watch this kid play, man. It's it's he makes plays in the field. He took Alvarado deep with a neck ball at his head at 100 miles an hour. Lefty, lefty. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy that's hit two home runs off 100 mile an hour pitches this year. Degrom and Alvarado. No, Alvarado ever. pitch ever? tracking error since since they started tracking. And I thought you were going to say 190. This is not this a history pod. The not average velo pod. back in 1908 was 37. But yes, not just this year in the pitch tracking era. Incredible. He got a hit in every game this week besides Saturday. Yep. He's almost hitting 300, sitting 289, five home runs, 11 RBI. The one thing, Peter, that he hasn't done since he really came back, I think he just has one stolen base since he came back. I know he had his first caught stealing of the year. Do you think that that's his hamstring? Like, do you think that they're trying to – be careful with him or i would what? say that they're not they've kind of put a little restrictor on him as far as but the same thing's kind of happening with, with ronald too with, mm-hmm. with acuna like he's not he's not even attempting stolen bases at the how moment. many stolen bases does acuna have this not year? many i would say under five if i was to guess okay um but keep talking yeah he's i i don't know if that's just because he was he was on six mm-hmm. okay so he was on fire and then sort of went through the injuries where he took a ball off the finger and, and, you know, so I think it's just a case of maybe from the managers, Hey guys, we need this season to go 162 games. Maybe just, you know, if you don't feel hundred percent, don't make those attempts because we'd rather not lose you for 12 to 15 days with a tight hammy and keep your bat in the lineup. Maybe just a little station to station baseball for a little while until you get back to hundred percent. But yeah, it's not stopping him in the field. Uh, I saw one at bat against Yamamoto where he was runners in scoring position 0-2 and the guy threw a nasty breaking ball that was up, like coming down and into him. Obviously, it's sweet spot. But he stayed up the middle, kept his hand inside the ball and drove it up the middle for an RBI base hit. Mm-hmm. So it's not just... He's a he's a baseball player. He's not just... Did you see out, him fall on his way to first in that hit? Uh-uh. He tripped. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I wow. love him. Um See, and, if I trip, you, you wouldn't say you love me. You'd be like, you'd yeah, like, I would. Up, yeah, I up, would. Um, still riding my baseball savant to train. Um, mm. He ranks in the fifth percentile in K percentage. So our dude is not striking out. Um, right. Lead off guy, one PA, JPP guy. Yeah. So we love, we love jazz. Uh, how much time do you think a guy can miss and like it not affect their contention for an award like rookie of the year? Oh, months. Okay. So you think jazz like, is he your favorite? And nah, no, never mind. I got the pictures next, that are Trevor my Rogers is probably Ooh, hold, your favorite. hold the phone. 
Hold the phone. Holding. They're still talking about Key Brian Hayes as one of the favorites for rookie of the year. And he hasn't even played a lot of games yet. So. Yeah, but wait until we get to him in a little bit and I tell you what he did yesterday. Okay. Trevor Rogers. Yes. What? Great segue, by the way. <laughs> Fishy pitch for the Marlins. He had his the best start of the season. And we've been talking oh. about how good he is all year versus the Phillies. He just does it every week. Seven and two thirds. That's his longest start. He had one start, seven, um, seven innings. He gave up one run, and it was to McCutcheon, a solo shot. Eight okay. Ks, which we've been talking about, six strikeouts in every start. Yeah. Lowered his ERA to 174, and he got his first MLB hit with a little slash bunch. Sound effects. So he's starting again tonight. We miss him every time. Like I know. Next week we're gonna he's gonna he's gonna get two starts this week before we get to talk about him. So it's gonna be fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's starting again tonight. There's only like five games on tonight too. So if you're yeah. not if you're not if your team's not playing, you're not gonna get a chance to hear this anyway. It'll be Wednesday. So if your team didn't play Monday, make sure you watch the game on Monday while you listen to this <laughs> on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So, so just let me go. Let me go real, real quick because I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Go. I'm comparing my two favorites for rookie of the year right now. This is Trevor Rogers. And Ian Anderson. I just okay. want to run through a couple of numbers for you. Okay. 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 Trevor Rogers, current war for 2021, mm. 1.9. Okay. Ian Anderson, current war for 2021, 1.9. Oh. Oh, we'll go back to 2019. 2019. Okay. Trevor Rogers threw 136 innings. 2019, Ian Anderson threw 135 innings. So Trevor Rogers won. This is you don't win. I'm just going in, in innings comparison. No, 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 no. Hi, he won. Go on. 28 innings last year for Trevor Rogers, 32 innings for Ian Anderson last year. Okay. This year, comparing the numbers on the season, Rogers is six and two, Anderson okay. is four and one. Hmm. Rogers has a 1.74 ARA, Anderson has a 2.82, but lowering it mm-hmm. very quickly. 51.2 innings for Rogers, 51 innings for Anderson, 35 hits for Rogers, 40 for Anderson. 19 walks for Rogers, 21 for Anderson, 65 Ks for Rogers, 53 for Anderson. So congratulations to Trevor Rogers for being the champion today, eight to two. In Kelsey's finger counting game, <laughs> you won. So I don't know how that's going to go in arbitration, but <laughs> I can here do I, <laughs> the, the similarities between these two, because I kept looking at the fish and I'm going, oh, why don't we have that guy in the Braves? But I, more than I dive in, we do have that guy. Mm-hmm. He's just been around a little bit longer. And, you know, it's, I just, these guys are the future. Anderson's getting better every time he goes out. Yeah. Um, he's limiting the walks now more the more he goes out there, which I think has been his issue. He's been walking too many guys for the first really? five starts. But just a cut, like not too many, but it's yeah. just four But like walks, two or three, three a walks. start and you're like. Right. Exactly. And yeah. you're only gone four or five innings. It's, you know, it's a, it's a base run almost every inning. So, uh, but yeah, last, last start. No walks, six punch outs, like weak contact hits. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think these two dudes are going to be it's going to be fighting it out for just like Acuna and Jazz are going to be fighting it out for this Marlins Braves rivalry. I'm so excited for the Marlins to be like good. Me too. You know? They went the playoffs last year, Kelsey. Yeah. Hey, my only note on Ian Anderson is that he faced Andersons in back to back starts. Back to back starts, not just twice. That's only. Yeah. That's my only thing on him. Uh, Trevor Rogers, 
His 174 ERA, fifth best in baseball. His, but he has a 174 ERA. Darvish has a 173 ERA. And John Means has a 170. So he's like right there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Good luck keeping count. John Means wins. His six wins tied for second best in baseball. We're not, t- I feel like that sounded like the audio they use on Talking Baseball. Baseball! <laughs> that like, you know, button. Baseball! He became the only Marlins pitcher to ever reach 100 strikeouts in his first 16 career starts. Wow, they've had some pretty good um, names come through that. Josh Beckett, Jose Fernandez. E-train. Don Trill. Shout out Don Trill. And Peter pointed this out last week, and uh, Trevor Rogers only solidified that this week. We are not just talking about Trevor Rogers for Rookie of the Year. We are talking about him as an NL Cy Young candidate. Correct. Both of these guys. Every single week. I don't think that Trevor Rogers has had a bad start. He has been the pitcher of consistency, you might say, Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, the most runs he's given up in a game is three. Like, he just hasn't had, like, that blowout. I mean, yeah, he's been good. Everybody has an every and like not everybody, DeGrom doesn't, but most human beings have blowout games. They're just not going to have it one day. You just put it down to a clunker, whatever it is. But whatever he's doing in between starts, whatever routine he's got going right now, whatever they're doing, it's working. And and I just, I don't see, and it's not like he's not facing good competition. And again, I said it last week, but this is, it'll be coming up to his ninth start this year. Yeah. So there's video out, there's numbers on him. He's obviously doing things, their game plans are, are working, but yeah, his stuff is legit. Yeah. You know what else is legit? Me? Uh, no. You're oh. mean Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and the cheeseburger that I would still like to try. Do you prefer a cheeseburger from like a restaurant, restaurant, sit down, like, or like, or fast, food, like going through McDonald's and getting the McDonald's double? I tell you, counter. my favorite burger. Okay on the planet mm. is Shake Shack. Mm, yeah. And what we stay at a, the hotel was in DC, the one that was, there was I a Shake may, Shack like connected to may it. may have ended my career. I was on the Phantom <laughs> not long after that seven burger episode at the DC hotel. But I've got to the point now where I was so fascinated by Shake Shack and the only one Shake Shack that we have in Atlanta is all the way down at Perimeter Mall. Yeah. So I was so obsessed and it was so far away that I, I would watch YouTube videos and I actually made a YouTube video for my daughter. You can Maddie Mash, you can find this. It's on YouTube. Um, where I made a YouTube video for my daughter on how to make a Shake Shack burger. So <laughs> I swear, I'll get it up. I'm sure Maddie Mash will put it in oh, the- Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not even lying, sisters. Hello, Montana. I have my meat already prepared as little kind of hockey pucks, all right? Here's what you're gonna to wanna to do. You have a hot cast iron skillet going. You pour the oil on. You grab your little watsy. You grab a little salt. Give it a bit of a sprinkle. Sprinkle. I didn't want to touch the meat, you know, it was, it was it's going on YouTube, so. And put that directly on the hot plate. Two minute and, th- yeah, you have 190 views with three likes. Oh, you do have a comment. Do I? Spoon for the salt is cute. Here in Australia, we take a pinch with our fingers. You've changed, Moilo. <laughs> <laughs> the, o- the only two things you've uploaded to YouTube are your debut 
and Shake Shack. <laughs> not a big YouTube guy. I like to watch us on YouTube, but I'm not a big. Uh, oh yeah. gosh, I'm that's gonna, so good. I'm not going to get any any uh, sort of re ad read requests on my YouTube channel. I tell you that. Well, to to wrap up our cheeseburger <laughs> conversation, I enjoy fast food like going through McDonald's and like really? getting a quarter pounder. Uh, I don't like. I don't like going to like a nice ish, like no. a normal sit down restaurant and getting a cheeseburger. They're they too overdo aggressive. It. They yeah, overdo it. They're too it. aggressive. When I have to like, when when the cheeseburger comes out and there's like a stick down the middle of it just to hold it <laughs> hold together. It together. <laughs> like, what is the point? Yeah. Great. My Instagram looks really good, but when I go to eat it, it just falls all over the place. I might as well just have a knife and fork and just chop it up, put it in a blender. If there's no secret sauce, then I don't even want it. Okay. No. I just don't. So. Speaking of secret sauce, you read Mercedes. You got the secret sauce. Uh, we talk about him every week. Dude's still hitting 347. That's third best in baseball, first best in the AL. Yeah. Has slowed down with the power numbers. I have uh, something to I have something to talk about just okay. real quick. Just want to hit on that real quick. Okay. okay. Um, given the hot start that he's been off to, I would not be surprised if maybe the Yankees or maybe the teams that they're going to be playing add the don't let him beat us tag to him. Mm -hmm. So he may not be getting the pitches that he is used to seeing right now because of how in fuego he has been. So there's going to be an adjustment period. This may, again, I, last week I said, this could be his comeback down to earth week because he didn't yeah. get a lot of, he's, he's still getting his knocks and he's still, you know, he's still contributing, but he's just not going to be, may not have to be the European that he has been for the first six weeks of the season. So yeah. I'm not pumping the brakes all together right now on you, I mean, but you, you know, can. He's sitting 347. Exactly. He's still leading. Yeah. He's probably still probably favorite um, with a, a dollars for, for rookie of the year. So it's like they're gonna they're gonna fight it out. And again, yeah. it's we're only coming into June. So still a lot of baseball left. And the White Sox are supposed to be there. The Rangers aren't supposed to be there. So White Sox are probably gonna get pitched a little tougher, different divisions. Yeah. But again, there's no, there's no. Yes, there are weaker divisions and there's weaker records, but as you saw with the Rangers and the Astros series, if any team can beat anyone on any given day, which is which is absolutely great for the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mean had a weird week though. He had three multi-hit games and then three over games. So yeah. there was like no in between. But then hopping back on to the baseball savant choo-choo train. Baseball savant. I mean, they have so much information, but the biggest thing that stood out about Yermi Mercedes is that he's in the first percentile of chase rate. So he's been, I mean, obviously, and with his batting average, he's just not only making consistent contact at the plate, but he's showing good plate discipline. But he did get fooled on that curveball. Did you see he like accidentally ducked into a into the curveball yesterday and got hit in the face, but then he stayed in the game. Now... It is time for our top 10 prospects list curated by Maddie Mass. Our top 10 prospects is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. If you have seen me drinking out of it this show, I got a cool and like, okay, let me talk about this a little bit before I get into the ad. I'm a little jealous. I'll be honest. You got a farm to fame one. I got a farm to fame and uh marlin's one in honor of jazz chisholm jr and i think i talked about this when you showed us yours last week this isn't like a vinyl 
sticker. Like right. the woodwork on I think this. they call it etched. I mean, it is so cool. And when you first get it, I last week you said that you thought that you could fit a lot of liquid in here. I didn't think that you could when I got it. And I poured my whole iced coffee in here and was very surprised that it fit that much. How does the wood affect the flavor? Do you get a little bit of a... Mm -mm. I don't a, taste anything. It tastes the same I'm not saying that it would be a bad thing. Cup. You know, they... They they put wine and bourbon in in wood to give it mm -hmm. more flavor. So I'm thinking that you know a little three minute three minute session in the uh, dugout mug will give that coffee a little bit of a kick. It doesn't taste any different, um, but yeah, it fit a lot more than I thought it would. Um, it's kept the drink cold. Wow! Is it insulating it a little bit? It is now. Know. It is now. So anyway, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> like i'm into it and uh i don't know i think that they're great and um they're running the father's day special right now get a you... set of six for your dad i mean get a set of six so him and all his buddies can sit around drinking out of baseball bats yeah what's cooler than that and you said that your wife really liked it she i mean i know pumped. i had my friend drew was like i'm getting one of those from my dad and i was like that's exactly what we're trying to get you guys to do and i don't know if you follow them on instagram but they just came out with um this executive series type of mug and it's like black wood so then this is the logo that you choose is brown and you can get custom logos which i didn't know they have deals with all 30 mlb teams you can get like a picture engraved on it and they don't just have these mugs they have shot glasses they have uh bottle openers i hadn't dove into the website until this week and i was like holy smoke they have a little wine glass kind of a, a short guy i don't know it's cool so cool. Okay. The coolest. Their early bird Father's Day sales happening now, like we said. So the first 300 orders with the code Farm to Fame get what, Peter? I don't know. What do they get? 35% off. Of course they do. And um, as the orders come in, the discount gets lower. So, like we said last week, get ahead. What I mean, like, you also Literally. called out every single Instagram influencer in the world by saying they only give 10%. Yeah. And, and they're like, he's my for 35% off. And it's like, great, $3. Um, no, and that's like my friend who said he was going to get one for his dad. Like, these are a quality gift, right? So full price, they're like 65 bucks. But so at first he was like, you know, that's kind of expensive. But then when he put in the code and he saw how much money that that took off, what's 65 times... Yeah, not a math bug, lady. 65 times point. So you're saving $23. It's not $3 Instagram influencers. So um, yeah, so you use the code farm to fame, or you can go to dugoutmugs.com slash discount slash farm to fame. But like, if you get it now, first of all, you're ahead and your father's day shopping. And like, gosh, I hate when I wait until last minute because it's it sucks. It's stressful. And you're saving more money. So these are sick. Get on them. I really just thought that it was just these on the website. And then when I went and looked, I was like, and like, if, if you think that this is like too expensive, they have the bottle opener, like the shot glass. I'm sure those are cheaper. Um, so getting into our top 10 prospects, I'm going to kick it off with the um, hottest player in minor league baseball. And that is Jesus Sanchez for the Marlins. He has their number six prospect. He's an outfielder. He's sitting in AAA. And Peter, he's playing on rookie mode right now. Is he? 
This season, he's hitting 469, okay? And he has 30 hits. 13 of those hits have gone for extra bases. So right now, he has the same amount of strikeouts as he does extra base hits. Okay, that's really cool when they say strikeouts. more. They have more hits than strikeouts, but he's got more extra base hits yeah. than strikeouts. That's, so that's next level. He's leading all of minor league baseball in OPS, batting average, RBI, hits, triples what position does he play did you tell me that outfielder already? okay he only has two games this whole minor league season without a hit he has gotten a hit in every single besides two of them and he has nine multi-hit games in 16 games this is a guy who came up last year for the Marlins and did not do well. He went one for 25. They wanted him to obviously develop more in the minor leagues, and he has been developing. And he's going to force their hand. You, you can't can you can't sit on a guy who he's hitting. He's slashing 469, 500, 938, and 64 at bats with seven home runs, 20 RBI, and a 1.4 OPS. And on, on Sunday, he went two for four with two doubles and it only upped his average two one-hundredths, two one-thousandths, not a math pod. He's insane, insane. So I, I feel like we might see him kind of soon because they did have an injury in the outfield. So I'm kind of, but anyway, that's Jesus Sanchez. If you don't know him, now you know. When you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Can we sing songs that we would have to pay licensing money for? Yeah, you can, you, play? you can oh, sing them because you're not close. Excuse me? I didn't say anything. I want to touch on, first time we, I think this is the first time we've spoken about the Kansas City Royals this year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr., son of Bobby Witt. We all know him from making a splash in spring training this year. Yep. Uh, and all the ridiculous tweets about him opening the season <laughs> with the big league club. But... Uh, he had a little bit of a slow start in AAA. He was hitting 178 on May 16th, and then he decided to go ballistic and get eight hits this week, including two bombs. One of those said bombs was 450 feet, 112 miles an hour, and out of Hammond's field, out of the stadium. If you haven't seen the video, go check it out. This kid was, as I said, in spring training going absolutely bananas. May not be in their plans for this year, that's what I was so going to ask you. Definitely or- in their plans for the future. He was uh, second overall pick in 2019 draft. Their first pick, obviously. Do you want to see him this year? I don't think so. I think that would be just. I don't think Dayton Moore would would allow that to happen. Especially there's enough guys in that organization that would probably get a chance before him. But he's he's definitely going to be on the radar. He's probably 2023, if I'm being honest yeah. but yeah you go from the highs of a, of a big spring to sending to regular minor league baseball again um but he's seems to have got his feet under him and, and gotten used to the because 2020 was a waste year for these guys you know you get drafted in 19 all of a sudden you think you're going to go to 2020 you're going to have a full season but who's the shortstop for the royals right now anybody locked up it's usually mondesi but mondesi's been okay been so hurt. there's nobody blocking him uh mondesi's their guy if he can stay on the field mondesi can be a game changer also so i would yeah he he's a couple of years away i would say but shout out for you for the week you had bobby went to turn around junior okay. sorry i wasn't talking to your dad talking to you hmm. okay well moving over to the cardinals los canados yeah the cardinals have a nolan problem right now Ooh. they have a nolan problem 
Nolan Arenado. We know him. The best third, one of the best third basemen in the game right now. Are you going to peg him as the best third baseman in the game? If I, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. While Rendon's struggling a little bit, yes. Okay. Yeah. Austin Riley might be that later, but yeah, you're right. Go ahead. I love Austin Riley. Listen, I love that boy. He had like a partnership with a, um, with like a cooler company and he had a cooler in his locker and he had to keep a popsicle frozen for like a week in his locker. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was so good. But Nolan Arenado is obviously uh, the third baseman for the foreseeable future for the St. Mm-hmm. Louis Cardinals, but Nolan Gorman was their first round pick in 2018 who's their top third base prospect. He's known for his power. So in that 18 draft, he was the top slugger in the whole draft. Some scouts have said he has 40 home run potential, 40 plus home run potential. And he opened everybody's eyes in in spring training. But the issue now is what are you going to do with him? Are you going to move him to second? Does he have the athletic ability to play a middle infield position? Are you going to move him into the outfield? Are you going to train him? I don't know, but that's out of our control. This week, he was in a five straight multi-hit game stretch. In that stretch, he hit 565. Um, He upped his average from 156 to 327 in that stretch. Right now, he's hitting 300 because he went 0 for 5 on Saturday. But he also has a 15% walk rate in the first month of the season. And they're liking that, that he's showing more patience at the plate. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't think we'd see him up this year, even if Arenado wasn't there. We might. Um, he's in double A right now. But whenever the Arenado deal came down, he tweeted out he was wanting to get in touch with Dustin Pedroia. And he tweeted that out immediately to get help at second. And he and Pedroia had a conversation. And, That's cool. Um, but what's been weird is you would think that they would be moving him around a little bit this season so far, just, you know, cause what are you going to do with him at third? And they really haven't uh, like every start besides he got two starts at second and two starts DHing, but the other starts have all come at third. So I don't know what the heck and Bob they're doing with them, but he had a wild week. He had a three run home run um, that walked off the game <clears throat> on Friday's game that it was suspended from Wednesday. So it was really Wednesday's game Friday, that day that he hit the walk-off home run in the suspended game, he had four hits. So he, he had a really good week, but I don't know what they're going to do with them. So that is Nolan Gorman and the Nolan problem that the St. Louis Cardinals have. Mm. I would like to talk about, now it's pretty hard for pitchers to get on this pod, right? Mm. But Unless you're Peter Moylan. Jordan Westberg is not a pitcher, but next two guys will talk about our pitchers. So okay. Jordan Westberg, you want to talk about a week. Yeah. From May 13th to May 23rd. Okay. He got two hits in every single game. Oh. 16 hits, four doubles, two home runs, and raised his average from 231 to 400. Yeah. Wow. He's doing it for the Delmarva Shorebirds, and he's projected to be in the 2023 Orioles opening day roster. He's the sixth prospect in the Orioles organization. They've got some dudes coming as well. Um, You'd want to if you finished last for the last nine years in a row. But What position does he play? He is a position player. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Uh, Peter Moylan, everybody, are you done? Yes. Okay. 
Jordan Diaz or Diaz. I say Diaz because I worked with Maddie Diaz. He's the only one that calls himself Diaz, by the way. So <laughs> it's like it's Diaz. It's like one of my best friends. Her name is Sam Napoli. But every time she meets anybody in my Atlanta life, they call her Sam Napoli. Uh, so anyway, uh, I say Diaz because I worked with Maddie Diaz my first season. Jordan Diaz. He's in the A's organization. He's their 12th ranked prospect. He's in high A. He's another third baseman. Okay. Tuesday home run, Wednesday home run, Thursday home run, Saturday home run. What? Yeah. He's in a five game hit streak. And in that streak, he hit four home runs that I just mentioned, eight hits, nine RBI. He came into the week. He didn't have quite the jump that your last guy had came into the week, hitting 200 rose it to 263. That's still a lot. That's 63 points. That's a lot. That we just became math pod, by the way. Yeah. I nailed that. Math. He is the youngest player on the lug nuts. L-U-G-N-U-T-S. He's 20, which doesn't seem that young for high A, but he's the youngest player on there. And with when you look at the whole A's organization, he is known for his plate discipline. And they say that he has some of the best bat to ball skills in the whole org. And he skipped low A. So they they gave him a little jump into high A this year. So he signed in 2016. He's had a really good week. Good for him. Well done. Moving on to Grayson Rodriguez, 2018 11th overall pick for the Orioles. Now, to make this top 10 as a pitcher, you've got to do something pretty special. And he mm. did. Okay. Mm. So he went six innings of one hit ball. The one hit that he gave up was a home run, unfortunate. But on the season so far, he's 2 0 in four games, 18 innings, nine hits, three runs, four walks, 31 punch outs, and a 1.47 ERA. Four walks, 31 Ks. Four walks, 31 Ks. Wow. So when you talk about Westberg and Rodriguez and Adley and Grayson and DL Hall and all these guys that are in the organization, you in the what? Did they lace mine? <laughs> I'm usually so good with my words too. They have all these guys in their organization. I think my teeth got in the way. Can you tell? <laughs> tripped on my own tooth. That's the first time it's ever happened in the history of podcasting. Somebody tripped on their own tooth. Um, but yes, they have a lot of dudes. They have a lot of guys that uh, we're going to be talking about for the future of this pod. Okay. Shout out to the Orioles. Might be the minor league hat of the week, which would go on that side on top of Chris Medlin. I see you didn't get your, your Marlins hat yet. Some of us don't get I didn't stuff get like you do. The Marlins don't know that I exist. Dugout Muggs knows that I exist. Jazz Chisholm knows you exist. Jazz, Jazz Chisholm knows that I exist. That's about it, though. Yeah. Um, okay. The Red Sox are legit. It sucks, but yeah, you're up. Yeah. They have Jeter Downs, which is just incredible. And I know... A Jeter, we know there's a Jeter, but Jeter Downs is a strong baseball name. He's in AAA. He's a middle infielder, a shortstop, but he's also been getting some work in at second. Okay. Who did he get traded for? He was the main piece in the Mookie Betts deal. So he was a supplemental first round pick in 2017 by the Reds. And then he was traded to the Dodgers in December of 2018. He had a breakout year with the Dodgers that year. And then that made him become the main piece in the Mookie Betts deal. He has a six game hit streak in those six games this week, 11 hits, 
and two home runs. That's a good week. To take his batting average from 237 to 270. He started the season 0 for 10 in his first three games. So, um, you know, that's that's rough. And to bring it up to almost 300, keep going, boy. Um, He's also stolen seven bases this season. And you think about how, you know, that's one more than Acuna. Um, I know it's hard to compare, but Acuna has played the big league season has a month longer and this dude has a month shorter of games worth. And his career high came in 2018 when he had 37 stolen bases in a ball. Shortstop, right? Yes. He will play both middle infield positions this season, but he is a shortstop. So he's an exciting guy. He has power. He has speed. He can hit for contact. He has great pitch recognition. So they, they really like this guy and there would be a lot more hype around him if there wasn't like no, the no COVID season, because he had a big spotlight on him, obviously after the Mookie Betts trade. Mm. And then that kind of like dulled down when there was no season. So Jeter Downs, AAA for the Red Sox. Before I get on to my next guy, Maddie, can you look up Wade Miley? Did something happen to Wade Miley this week? Did he get hurt this week? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He got put on the IL. Okay. So Nick Lodolo, 2019 Reds, number one pick, seventh overall. He's pitching for the Chattanooga Lookouts right now. On May 19th, 7.1 innings, one hit, one walk, 11 punch outs. So now in three games, he's got 15 innings, eight hits, one run, five walks, 24 punch outs. A 151 opponent's average against and a .83 whip. And he's down there with... You probably heard of Hunter Green. Mm, a little bit. So him of the 177 mile per hour fastball. So they got two legit aces down there at Chattanooga right now. And with the injury to Wade Miley, there's been talks of potentially getting him called up this week. But there's only three letters in that whole last name. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have three lettered names too. Uh, like, yeah, but he has six. There's, yeah. That's efficiency. Um, so some people are talking about him potentially being called up for Wade Miley's spot. Um, I went and looked at some video of this guy. He's very much like a crochet or a sail or a those whipping lefties, tall, long, lanky legs and arms everywhere lefties that just have an ability to shove. But yeah, his numbers are off the charts and I'd be interested to see how they fill that spot when that spot comes around. Elliot Ramos. Say it again. Elliot, spelled Heliot, pronounced Elliot for the Giants. He's their number three prospect. He's in double A. He was their first round pick in 2017. He has four different letters in his name for those playing at home. One, two, three, four, six. Um, <laughs> Not a math pod, Kelsey. That was the joke. <laughs> oh, well, that was his first name, too. I wasn't even doing it right. So people were kind of surprised that he didn't start the season in AAA. He finished 2019 in AA, but he only had 25 games there. And uh, the Giants were, what's the word I'm looking for? Conservative with him and started him in AA. He was kind of my least exciting guy on this list. So he had a two-week dry spell. He snapped out of it on Friday with a three three for four night. I had a home run and four RBI in that game. And after that game, he was hitting 304. It's dropped because the last two games, he wasn't as great. But this week he had seven hits, six RBI. He had an impressive start to the season and good defense. But 
the the thing that that he was in a lot of articles this week is because Hunter Pence did a radio interview with one of the stations in San Francisco. And, you know, the Giants have had this super weird year where it's like, well, they keep winning, but like people aren't buying into them, right? but like they're still winning. And the conversation was, are they going to be, you know, sellers or buyers? Like what, what is going to happen? And he said, Hunter Pence was like, I would not trade Elliot Ramos for anything. Mm. Yeah. And in spring training, he had 410. So he had a good spring training, but he'll probably be promoted to AAA soon. We'll probably see him in San Francisco later this season. So he's definitely a name to know. That's a tough spot for the Giants to be in right now, right? Not expected to win this year. You've got two absolute powerhouses in the same division that you're going up against for 19 games apiece. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're having some early success. They found lightning in a bottle with Alex Wood and Gosman and Gosman, man. And DeFoscano. So, Have you looked at the yeah. Gosman is like second in ERA in baseball right now. Yeah. So that's my Love point. That so if you're the GM of the Giants, do you go out and add at the deadline and hope this thing continues? Or do you just continue on the same path that you had, the plan you had, mm -hmm. and just whatever happens, happens? Like I think yeah. it's a similar situation to the Braves uh, back in 18, I guess. Yeah. The, the Braves weren't supposed to be that good and they, they ended up being pretty good. And everyone was sort of, well, why don't we go for it now? Why don't we go for it now? And, and you know, it's uh, it's just, that's why GMs get paid the money they do because that's the kind of decisions you're going to have to make. But yeah, that's exciting for them though. Yeah. Speaking uh, of the Braves real quickly. Yes. Has Shane Green, yes. has, has he gone anywhere? He's in Gwinnett. He pitched in Gwinnett, one game in Gwinnett, punched out the side. Uh, I think they talked about potentially June 1st of being the arrival date. Um, okay. That'll give him another couple of games in AAA. Uh, moving on, Joe Adele. We got to see Joe Adele in the big leagues, struggled in 30-something games in the big leagues last year with Los Angeles. I actually got to see Joe Adele in the Team USA versus Australia. Mm. I bring this up every time as a representative. I love it, though. Did beat the USA once. Uh, once. But Joe Adele uh, is in Salt Lake. Okay. On May 17th, he was hitting 191 after going 0 for 5 and probably looking at himself in the mirror and going, what am I doing? Since then, he's got nine hits, one double, and five tanks. So that's a pretty good week. So, so, so now, for his season, in 69 ABs, he's got 18 hits, four doubles, nine home runs, and 17 RBIs. Wow, nine home runs. Including two two-homer games. I, I hope for his sake that he's found something you know that's the one thing that people miss sometimes is that you get these can't miss prospects that come up and struggle maybe getting called up before they're ready yeah uh, getting exposed to a level of the game that they're not quite ready for maybe they're physically ready for it but maybe you know you struggle on the big stage and it's like oh okay oof, this is real mm -hmm. but for him to go down and, and have found something and, and definitely found the power stroke um, and with the injuries to trout They've got so many prospects as well. He looks like a grown man. He's a grown man. He is a grown like man. Like his uh, headshot picture, he looks like he's 30. Like he yep. is a grown man. Yeah. And he's going to. Um, he was born in 99. Yeah. But cool. shout out to Joe Adele. Yeah. I hope, you, hope you keep doing it. Bonus guys this week. Ooh. Taylor Trammell. Okay. Mariners, you heard hey. us talk about him earlier in the season. He's the guy from Georgia. Chipper Jones likes him. Got sent down when Kelnick came up. 
since he got sent down to AAA as a 10 game hit streak, he's gotten hit in every single game he's played Sunday. He went four for four with a home run and a double. He has six multi-hit games in his 10 games since joining Tacoma, five home runs. He's hitting five, 12, five, 12, since he's been sent down with 10 extra base hits, 16 RBI and seven runs scored in 10 games. That's Taylor Trammell. Curious to see what happens with him. This is again frustrating though because you brought up Kelnick and then you sent down another prospect and then they're doing opposite things. So what are you just swapping back yeah, over again? I like know. when at what point do you just they're not supposed to win? Get them both up there, Mariners. Let's get the all prospect team going and let these guys get their teeth cut in, in the show. Like you said about one of your guys that you're talking about had two hits every game mm. from like the 13th to the 23rd or whatever. Taylor Trammell's averaging two hits a game since he got sent down. He's just unfair Good for him. what he's Good doing for in him AAA too. right now. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow. Hey, welcome to the show, by the way. Sorry. See ya. Yeah. And to be sent down for a guy who, like, you know, is really factored into their long-term plans. And there's another yeah. one coming in Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. So, yeah, Taylor Trammell, really stinking good for him. Really stinking good for Cody Petit uh, for the Marlins. He's up in the show right now. Sunday. Seven shutty versus the Mets. Granted, the entire Mets team is on the IL right now. All 25 of them. They're all hurt. Seven shutty on 93 pitches versus the Mets. His start before that, five shutty versus the Phillies. So a comment that I made to you, Peter, is not only is he pitching well, but he's pitching really well in divisional games, which is very important in a division like the NL East. He has a 108 ERA and three starts after debuting this May. Um, and then when we talk about the Fisher pitch, Cody Petit, Pablo Lopez, Sandy. Alcantara. And Trevor Rogers have combined to pitch 27 and two thirds innings, allowing just one run in wow. their most recent starts. Fisher Bro, pitch. They are. Yeah. Congratulations. Then. Cody Petit, like, I did not see anything about him on social media. And the dude has pitched 12 consecutive shutout innings for the Marlins coming out of nowhere. Fishy pitch. That's crazy in this day and age that we haven't heard of a performance like that. I feel like everyone that does anything is everywhere. But yeah. I'm going to put that up right after this. Okay. He deserves some respect. Shout out to the Marlins. They had the playoffs yeah. last year. I keep saying it. They were in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And, and again, off when we were talking about Tyler Stevenson and throwing respect on his name, there's some respect on Cody Petit's name. He has never pitched this well in minor league baseball, and he got his opportunity in the show, and he is shoving right now. Um, so good for him. Talk about him. Seven shutty versus the Mets. Five shutty versus the Phillies. Those are good lineups when the Mets aren't all hurt. Rookie matchups this week. Alex Kirilov beat Tristan McKenzie, who was just recently sent down to AAA. Ooh. He went two for three with two singles, two RBI. Adolis Garcia versus a guy we haven't talked about really for the Astros, Brian Abreu. He walked it off against him. But then the next day, Abreu got him to ground into a double play. I still think Adolis won that. Yeah. Because he got the walk off. Correct. Hold on. Take the double play, but. Yeah, he definitely won it. Okay, got it. Not a fingers pod. Injuries, Peter. Hit me. Alex Kirilov came back? off the IL. Yeah, he came off the IL on Friday. Yeah. He had that wrist injury where he missed 16 games on that game. He came off. He went two for five, two runs, two RBI. Nice. Both hits registered exit velocities of hundred miles per hour. Greater. So the wrist is fine. Yeah. 
Saturday, he extended his hit streak to nine games. He Excellent. had a game tying RBI single. I'm so glad that that stint hasn't stopped the hot streak because he was rolling for a well, while. There. Sunday, he went over five and ended his hit streak. But okay. he had a nine game, nine game hit streak and he looked really good in those first two games back. And when he, he had two games in AAA rehab games and he went three for six, he hit two home runs in those rehab games. So he says that he doesn't need a brace on his wrist when he's not playing. But he did say, and Peter, I'm sure that you know exactly how this is. Um, he said that his routine now involves an extra half hour of pregame swing preparation and postgame treatment, which just keeps adding, right? You're never, yeah. after opening day, you're never at 100%. No. Um, but he says that he deals with some popping sensations and mild soreness. Ooh. They have not given any specifics as to what this wrist injury is. So that's kind of the most specific thing that that we've gotten um and he might get off-season surgery so. as long as you can pay play through it and as i think i touched on it last time as long as what you're doing is not going to increase the rehab of said surgery like if you can't hurt it anymore and you can play through it and you can mm -hmm. get two knocks and two rbis then keep doing it but if it starts to starts to hinder your swing and you start to struggle then i think you might see him well he's still doing it and he plays for, for the him. twins i didn't mention that um Key Brian Hayes, you mentioned him earlier, finally started his rehab assignment, best player on the Pirates. So he started his rehab assignment on Saturday. He went one for two in his first rehab game. On Sunday, he went two for four with a double and a home run, two runs scored, two RBI. He's three for six in his first two rehab games, but he's not eligible. He was moved to the 60-day IL because he was put on the IL April 4th. He's not eligible to come off until June 3rd. What I didn't know about him, Peter, is that he has won three consecutive Rawlings Gold Gloves in the minor leagues. I, I knew that he hit 376 through his first 24 games, and he was named Rookie of the Month in September last year. I did not realize how good he was defensively. Right. But that makes sense because there was so much talk of, around him being the, mm. the top Rookie of the Year candidate before the season started. But yeah. Three consecutive gold gloves. He became the second minor leaguer in history to do that. Only two guys have ever done yeah. that in minor league history. Well, if you're down there <laughs> and you're having success, you're not usually in the minor leagues long enough to accumulate 15. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Yeah. We'll probably see him June 3rd. I hope so. Could he play his way into Rookie of the Year conversations after missing? Without question. Okay. But he's going to have a tough, especially with the pitching, the way that it has been so far. That's yeah. the two guys that he's going to have competition okay. with who, barring injury, are going to be here for the whole year. Zach McKinstry started his rehab assignment with uh, the OKC Dodgers. Friday, 0 for 2, played five innings in the outfield. Saturday, played the second half of the game at second base, went 0 for 2. Sunday, finally got a hit, started in right field. He's rehabbing down there with Cody Ballinger, who hit a home run on Sunday. Um, if you forgot who McKinstry was, this is a guy who we talked about a ton He's been on the IL since April 23rd, but prior to that, he was hitting 296 with three home runs and 14 RBI um, and 54 at-bats for the Dodgers. Utility guy, utility rookie guy. We like yeah. Zach McKinstry. Made a big splash when he came up for the Dodgers early on in the year. Yeah. If you're an OG and you were listening to our mini episodes when we started uh, Farm to Fame, our 2020 draft episode, I was pumped about Pete Crow Armstrong for the Mets. This is a guy who went to that same prep school as Giolito, Max Fried, Flaherty. The Mets 2020 first round draft pick. 
they said that he is defensively ready to play in the big leagues today. He had season ending surgery in his shoulder. Bum me out, but that's, that's it. And I wasn't in the run, but I'm going to just hit it real quick. Okay. Uh, Team USA announced a preliminary roster for the Olympic qualifiers that includes mm. Homer Bailey, mm. Anthony Gose, Edwin Jackson, Matthew Liberatore, David Robertson, Mark Ritsevsky, Zretsensky from St. Louis and big Seattle lefty reliever, Tim Fedorovich, Matt Wieders, Logan Forsyth, Todd Frazier, John Jay, and Matt Kemp. While we're on that roster, Dominican Republic have announced four players who are going to join their team for the qualifiers. Okay. Melky Cabrera, mm-hmm. Jose Batista, Edwin Encarnacion, and our guy Julio Rodriguez. Oh, I love that. So I'm actually heading off to an undisclosed location in Ooh. a couple of weeks for Australia's Olympic qualifier. And I'm going to be part of the coaching staff for that Ooh. team. Ooh, love so, that for you. little breaking news on uh, Farm of Fame podcast. When can you announce where you're going? Why is it secret? Because they, ha- they had it set up in one particular part of the world that has now had a slight problem with COVID. So they've had to move it to another part of the world. And I'm not allowed to say where that part of the world okay. is just yet. That's super fun for you. Another job. I'm actually going to be the first base coach. So oh, love that for you. Back. <laughs> Got to be loud, loud and clear. And I'm done. Okay. Aussie lingo. Aussie lingo. Today's Aussie lingo sash slang is, you may have heard this one before, so it might be easy. Hmm. Dunny. No, I haven't heard it. D-U-N-N-Y. Is it a, is it a noun? I don't know. This is not an English one. Okay. Why don't you call me out like that in front of all our 7 million listeners and just know that I don't, I think I told you this, right? My daughter's homeschooling and has been homeschooled for the whole year and she's in grade one, grade one. And they're learning about nouns, pronouns and all this sort of stuff. And I'm struggling in grade one English. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't understand pronouns don't or it. adjectives or adverbs. That's what I think I'm saying. I, I have verbs and nouns down. Okay, good. I can speak fine. I can't spell and my reading leaves a lot to be desired. So I, I was, mean, I got really lucky that I was able to throw a fastball at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Let's just you say that. Do that. Yeah. It ends in a Y, D-U-N-N-Y. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, is it a truck? No, that's a good guess though. Maddie Mass. Maddie Mass always comes with like a deep, well thought out answer. Because he has more time to think about it. A lot of pressure on you right now. It's not fair. Kelsey's answer was good. Thank you. It's not what I was going to say. Okay. What I was going to say was Dunny means napkin holder. You know what? I really appreciate the confidence in which you come with your answers. But you could not be further away from what this actually yeah, is. What? Good, good. That's the worst one you've given. <laughs> it's one of these days. I'm going to give a very specific answer like that. And and you're going to be right. Just waiting. It's so true. Just but waiting. It's pretty simple. A dunny. We call a toilet a dunny in Australia. Oh. Yeah. So from now on, if you're ever saying, you know what, I'm just going to pop to the dunny. Yeah. Sometimes I say Lou. We say, I'm just going to hit yeah, the Yeah, I've heard the Lou. Right, that's more English. So okay. Danny's the Australian one. 
Which, so what are the words that we've done? Many mess. Thong. Thong. Boot, trunk. Boot and bonnet. Boot and bonnet. Last week was- uh, Esky. Esky. And we've also done- Furk and uh, nickel. Dog's breakfast. Yeah, and Furk and nickel. Furk and- Yeah, something like that. What? Let me go back to my notes. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. That was close. And Esky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Awesome. Peter has to get on the road to Charlotte. Do, so if you're watching ACC baseball this week. Uh, Listen for my voice. Yeah, it's hard to miss. Um, Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Thank you to Win Reality Again, yes. that code, I believe, is farm for a free month. Guys, um, get on it. Dugout mugs, Father's Day, code farm to fame. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you back here. We really Wednesday. appreciate every one of you guys that listens. And shout out to the people that shout at me on the set of Braves games yeah. talking about Farm to Fame because I love it. And you it. guys, and they've left such nice comments in the reviews. You guys have been very, very supportive. And we good. super appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a good week of baseball watching. Peter Moreland, have a great drive. Drive safe. I will. We love y'all. Yes. Peace. Peace.